it's Andrew Wilkow. Here's my opening monologue from today's Wilkow Majority on Sirius XM Patriot. You got to love the Supreme Court. You know, I totally disagree vehemently, 100% with John Roberts's assertion that the legislature includes the whole of the state government. I don't, I don't know whose rear end he pulled that one out of. I, I don't know. But as far as all the other rulings, thank you, Donald Trump. Thank you, President Trump, for nominating and confirming rational judges. No, you don't get student loan forgiveness. Sorry. You took out a loan, you pay it back. And even Nancy Pelosi understood this. For the federal government to simply write, a, write away loans would constitute an expenditure not authorized by Congress. The executive branch, and see, and this is the problem with Roberts's view of the Republican form of government. According to their ruling on the so-called independent state legislature theory that says the legislature is the whole of the government, well, then I guess... Joe Biden's part of the legislative branch by that by that reasoning. Now, these decisions are obviously separate, but no, the HEROES Act does not apply to all persons. It applies to military veterans. Anything related to the pandemic came to an end. So there's no student loan forgiveness because of the pandemic or because of the HEROES Act unless you served in the United States military. I love this thing. This is not a normal court. This is not a norm. What does that mean? You mean anytime the Democrats lose, it's an abnormality? Well, you know, based on past generations of the court, Joe Biden might be right. The Democrats have just gotten so damn used to using unelected people to pass law. Now, with all the hyperventilating out there, black people are still going to go to college. That's right. And what is this thing about the life story? I mean, I get it. I, I, I get it. Universities can use this. But why do applicants have to demonstrate what they've been through? What if they haven't been through anything? What if they just had a perfectly normal, happy upbringing? And as we exit Pride Month, it kind of goes like this. You know what? You know what this has become now? LGBTQAI2S. You know what it's become? It's just a way for privileged white people to pretend they're victims somehow. That's what it is. Oh, look at me. I'm not a straight white male. So everybody's a victim. Everyone but me is a victim. And I will say it. I had a pretty good childhood. I'm adopted. I was raised in a middle-class suburban neighborhood. Pretty, pretty happy childhood. I did lose my parents young, both from cancer, but long after I graduated college and was grown up and out of the house. If you have a happy upbringing, with a, a nuclear family, your parents stay married. They are, for the most part, employed. Are you supposed to go around apologizing to other people like you are demanding some level of forgiveness? Yes, suffering does teach, and yes, it does build character. But what if, you have, what if you're not suffering from anything? Does that make you a bad person or unqualified or unworthy? And if we're going to be obsessed with racial quotas. You know where I want them? In professional sports. Why is this the one profession that we've completely freed from every other form of employment discrimination? We don't apply the Americans with Disabilities Act to professional sports. You don't have any wheelchair-bound 
rolling backs playing football, do you? There's no no wheelchair-bound players in the NBA. Why not? Why should their disability prevent them from getting a job on the roster of a NFL football team or an NBA basketball team or a major league baseball team? Don't we use the word hand the phrase handicapable? Certainly they can make concessions to this. Every other form of employment does. And how many Asian players are there in the NBA and the NFL? How many Hispanic players are there in the NBA? There might be a lot of Hispanic players in Major League Baseball, but how about the NHL? Do we have enough black players in the NHL? I don't know if we have enough black players in the NHL. There needs to be more black players in the NHL. Why is professional sports the only profession that has no boundaries as it relates to every other form of employment law? Why? Why should you have to be six feet tall or above to play in the NBA? That's not fair to people who are 5'2". That's discrimination. Why do you have to be a man to play in the NFL? That's discrimination. How come we don't have people? How many neurodivergent people are there playing baseball? There might be some. I don't know. But we need a quota. If we're not going to trust every other aspect of society, why do we trust professional sports to build their own rosters without any input from government? We've already seen that the... uh, The Academy Awards, the only way to win Best Picture is if your film meets the standard for diversity, equity, and inclusion. Why is there no diversity, equity, and inclusion expectations in professional sports? Why is that? Y695Patriot957-2874. And I'm going to give you another one. I'm going to run you through my experiment real quick. You have all of these white leftists out there basically saying that without the visible hand of the activist government, I mean, to sit there and say that minorities could only ever succeed is through a government a government program or affirmative action is either to have no faith in yourself or no faith in others. Part of being a progressive is not acknowledging progress. It is not 1923. Hell, it's not even 2003. To say these programs should never sunset is kind of asinine. Or is Ronald Reagan right? The closest thing to eternal life on earth is a government program. If your race qualifies you for something, it means it disqualifies somebody else. Don't talk to me about the 14th Amendment then. I mean, you've got people jumping up and down. Oh, my God, with this Christian website de- designer, they're legalizing discrimination. Uh, you have been seeking legalization of discrimination all this time at these universities. What if somebody said there's too many white women in college? There's too many white women. Too many white women. We've got to have a quota. We'll take the top 90% of women. But we'll take the 40th percentile for men. You think you think white women would put up with that? I don't think so. But I want to run you through a quick experiment. 
while Biden and the rest of them are attacking the court. I love Biden saying, oh, this is not the Supreme Court's not the final word. That's a new one because you've always said the Supreme Court is the final word. Well, this is an illegitimate court. See, that's the thing. Anything, anytime the Democrats don't win or aren't in charge or don't control it, it's illegitimate. Donald Trump's presidency, illegitimate. The Supreme Court, illegitimate. Now they love the FBI. That they love. But here's an experiment. And you know what? We can use student loans. I'll use student loans. You take a boardroom table. You put 20 seats around that boardroom table. And you put 20 vouchers for student loan forgiveness on the table. And you say, okay, we've got a room full of avowed, card-carrying, white liberal kids, white leftist kids, who have committed themselves to social justice, believe the Supreme Court is wrong. Okay, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to diversify that table. And whoever is sitting at the table at the end of this experiment gets one of those vouchers, and they're off scot-free from their student loan. So who's going first? Immediately, the white women would say, well, I'm a woman. I'm a woman. We've been discriminated against since the dawn of time. Okay. Which one of you is getting up and leaving? Which one of you men? Immediately, everyone would probably become gay or neurodivergent or find some other reason. But none of these people would get up voluntarily to give up that seat, to give up that student loan forgiveness. See, white leftists love to talk a good game until it comes down to their own sacrifice. Did you ever notice that when we talk about the ladders of opportunity, sure, it's easy to talk about the ladders of opportunity once you've climbed it. You know, one thing I noticed about the breakdown of Harvard admissions, I didn't, I didn't pull the exact percentage, but a, a large portion are legacies. Maybe we should get rid of that. You know, I, I can't think of the last prominent politician's kid that didn't get into the college of their choice. I mean, they're kind of, they must be the most amazing lot of people ever. Chelsea Clinton, Stanford, Malia Obama, Harvard, Meghan McCain, Columbia. No, he wasn't a president, but we know her in the media. Every one of these politicians' kids seem to get into Harvard or Yale or Princeton or Stanford or Brandeis. None of them ever fail. They're all perfect in nature. Maybe we ought to break that cycle. And then there's the other side of this. How did David Hogg get into Harvard? It was widely reported he was rejected from every school he applied to. And then magically he got into Harvard. How did that Taliban spokesman get into Yale with no transcripts? How did Jazz Jennings get into Harvard? So it seems like they made accommodations that had nothing to do with standards. And let me ask you something. How long should that be extended? Should we let people get into medical school or engineering school 
on affirmative action? Would you would you board a plane if you heard that the pilot made it through flight school on a on a on a quota system? Well, she didn't really have the she didn't really have the rating, but we thought we, we we had to make her a pilot anyway. How many of you would let a doctor operate on your child that only got through medical school because they had to graduate a quota of people? Let me ask you that. Who would be the first to drive across a bridge designed by somebody who got through engineering or architectural school only because there was a quota? The answer is none of you. And yet that's exactly what we're being told must be done in society. Wines at 695 Patriot 9572874. Again, black people are still going to college. It's not 1923. Everything's gonna be fine. Serious XM Patriot. You can join me live on the Wilcom Majority, Monday to Friday, noon to 3 East, 9 to noon west, on Sirius XM Patriot, channel 125.